Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the From the Stands podcast. I am Sean, joined as always by my brother, Ian. Ian, one of our favorite times of the year. Basketball is back. Did you know that if you Google NBA teams, it shows all the teams and who their mascot is? For whatever reason, Google thinks that's very, very, very pertinent information. Is the Raptors mascot's name just the Raptor? It is right. Uh, it, it should be. I, I don't know. I think he's Google's just the. Me. I think it's just the Raptor. In case you were wondering, the Charlotte Hornets mascot's name is Hugo. Not Buzz. Buzz would be Not a way Buzz. better name. Again, according to Google, could be Do wrong. You remember, remember that Pelicans, uh, the Pelicans mascot, the baby years ago. No, that literally scared the crap out oh, of everybody. Yeah, the Pelican. <laughs> Pelican. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh man! Well, speaking of basketball, Ian, the Toronto yeah. Let's Raptors, let's not let's not waste our time on mascot talk. The Toronto Raptors are back. We're gonna give a little preseason teaser for the Toronto Raptors. Let me give a little bit of, of information about uh, your boys before we we jump in here. Um, the Toronto Raptors are fifty to one to win the Eastern Conference this year, forty to one to be the Atlantic Division winner, plus one seventy to make the playoffs, forty to one for the in season tournament winner. They went 41 and 41 last year. Out is Nick Nurse, Fred Van Vliet, Delano Banton, Will Barton, Justin Champagne, Wancho, Kem Birch, in Darko. How do you say his name again? Rajakovich? Rajakovich? His last Darko. name? Just Darko? Okay. Dennis Darko. Schroeder, Jalen McDaniels, Grady Dick, Garrett Temple, Marquise Noel. They lost in the first round of the play in to the Chicago Bulls. Their over-under is 36-and-a-half. Ian, what are your initial thoughts on the Toronto Raptors as we head into the season? Ian, the emotional guy, would go, well, the team's going to be worse. They lost Fred, right? Um, but I think when you dig in to some of those advanced stats, um, you maybe start to see a little bit of a clearer picture as to why, you know, Masai had a number and that was – that number was the number and he wasn't going over above and beyond that. Now, if you want to have the discussion of should they have traded Fred Van Vliet, happy, happy to have that discussion. Yes, they should have. Um, should they have traded their first round pick for Yakup Pertle? But that's not. Well, they were really good with Yak last year. Yeah, so they were. let's let's hold let's on wait that and see. and see and see what happens before we judge that one. That was more um, my, my jab at you. But again, the Raptors not having direction sometimes. If we're talking about where the team is now and where and where they were last year. I mean, I think your expectations can be kind of the same. Um, again, some of those advanced uh, advanced metrics with Fred aren't kind to him, particularly finishing at the rim. Uh, he did not shoot the ball well last year. And look, let's call it what it is. The team was miserable last year. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that was, you know, when Masai talked about selfish, everyone sort of thought he was talking about Pascal Siakam. I think he was. Um, I personally didn't see that, but hey, he's the president, so he can do and say what he wants. Um, I saw, I don't think Freddie was selfish, but you could tell there were moments where it's a fast break and, you know, he's got, you know, uh, Scotty on one side and Boucher running on the other. And more times than not, Freddie was putting that up. And I think, you know, if you're Darko, Darko is the kind of coach that's going to, you know, preach uh ball movement yep. and trust and player movement and all that other stuff um so it's a long-winded way of me saying that i don't know what their over under was last year 
but the number this year should be pretty much the same, right? Th- yeah. Van Bleed out, Schroeder in. Schroeder was was good last year. I'm not going to pretend he's as good of a player as, as Freddie is. They're, they're down on shooting, um, as they always are. But this is kind of the same team. I believe their over-under last year was 43.5. I believe we both had the over. Um, but, you know, as we look at their lineup, you talk about this year versus last year, you know, we're looking at a starting lineup based on uh, based on ESPN.com as they look at their depth chart is Dennis Schroeder at point guard, OG at the two, Scotty at the three, Pascal at the four, Yak at the five, who is a little banged up right now. But then you look at their depth, and it, I think this is where there is some reason for for hope here. Last year, they had three players that just played all the damn time. Like, their minutes were sky, sky high. Like, whenever OG was actually healthy, him, Siakam, and Freddie were out there all the time. This year, with their depth, you know, you go into their bench. Malachi, we'll see. Gary Trent Jr., which Darko's made a point that he is going to be coming off the bench. Jalen McDaniels, who we like. Boucher, Achua. You you sprinkle in the Garrett Temples of the world. Otto Porter should be coming back healthy. The, the, the bench the benches. The bench is going to be – they're going to stagger these playmaking forwards so they don't yeah. have to play Flint. Right. But it's going to be Trent McDaniels, Boucher, Achua, Grady Dick, and you'll get some auto in there. Right. Temple Tim- won't play. Right. Uh, Jeff Downton will probably see a little bit of time. Noel is going to be a G League guy. And Malachi is – I mean – he, 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 I know they have him listed as the backup point guard. He isn't. He's as far down this list as possible. And quite frankly, um, it just would not surprise me at all if Noel passes him during the season. I wouldn't be surprised either, but Darko sure is, is talking up Malachi. He has, he's going to put a lot on him early and to see what well, he's, he a, has. He's, he's a player development guy. He cares about that stuff. I get it. Yeah, that's fair. I get he, it. He, I just, if, if I'm Darko, I wouldn't put too much of your time in on that. Let's focus on the stuff that 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 is a chance to to actually matter. So, who's your closing five then? Do you look at that as the closing five is the starting five that I just listed, or do you think Gary Trent sneaks in there and they go small ball? The Raptors were really good last year with Jakob Pertl, and they really they really needed his screening. They needed his activity on the glass when he was diving to the rim. That created driving lanes and kick lanes. I, I think if you're closing out games and you traded for and paid him, Pirtle needs to be on the floor, and that needs to be the plan. Um, I, I think if you're going to pull anybody, it has to be Schroeder. Um, and Darko's put a lot of time in. You want to talk about the time he's put in. He's put a lot of time in with Gary Trent. Like Gary mm-hmm. Trent feels like he's been here all summer. I, I think he's going to have a really big year. Quite frankly, I, I think – if you really want to talk about what the closing five should be, I, I think the closing five needs to be they need to trade a wing. That's what needs to happen. Mm. So Siakam or Ananobi needs to be traded. It just is what it is. If you really want to get this lineup making sense, I think Trent needs to be on the floor. Um, but if for for as it is now, I think your your closing five is going to be Trent, Ananobi, Barnes, Siakam, Pirtle. And then matchup dependent, that's where guys like Schroeder, McDaniels, and Achua, and Boucher would would jump in and out. Boucher's the kind of guy too. When when he gets going, uh, you just you just leave him and he oh, goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he gets hot, listen. This team's gonna go where Scotty Barnes takes them. You know what you're gonna get out of Pascal, right? He he's proven himself as one of the what? What would you say? Twenty best players in the NBA, right? And- I I I have, a, I have a prediction, and I want you to you have the recording in front of you, right? So I want you to mark down what time I say this, so we can pull this in, yeah. in April and May. Okay. 
this is going to be the season where we stop pretending Evan Mobley is him and Scotty Barnes gets back to rookie of the year form and becomes the rookie of that class. Right. Like let's say, you know, Franz fine. Right. So let's, let's say it's Barnes and Franz and what about Cade? Cade? Yeah. Well, I got to see it. Yeah. Right. I think this is the year, you know, uh, all anyone did last year was slurp Evan Mobley and rightfully so really good defensive center, but that's right about where it begins and ends. I think Scotty Barnes is going to have a massive season and, you know, people that, that, that you and I respect in this podcast space that talk about, you know, Scotty Barnes is like a, you know, number 50, number 40 type, you know, trade value guy. Um, that's not going to be the case by the end of the year. We're going to be talking about him as, um, Borderline all-star. We're going to see the leap from Barnes in year three. It's happening. And I might be misremembering this to quote um, a baseball player. We don't want to talk about it on this podcast, but um, wasn't a lot of the, the contention and vibes around kind of headbutting between Freddie and Scotty. And wasn't it a lot of the, wasn't Scotty the one that was taking the brunt of a lot of that, that bullshit that was going on in that locker room where, you know, you got Freddie who's trying to be the new Kyle Lowry. Again, the leader of the team, the guy with the microphone at opening night, Siakam wants his touches. OG wants to be a focal point of the offense. And I think Scotty Barnes has got lost in that. And I think his, his talents were a bit wasted last year. He didn't have the best year. I think we can all agree on that. He's going to get the ball a ton this year. His year last year was being a down year was way overblown. Yeah, if you I, look a at thousand percent. If yes. you like, if you look at the first half of the season, national media, I'm with you. If you look at the second half of the season, Barnes, particularly in the post, was and in the clutch was as good as it gets. So, again, this is going to be this is going to be he wakes everyone up and looks. If Look, we're lucky enough. We've been lucky enough to to work in the sports industry for the majority of our adult life. Yep. Um, I've talked to people about Scotty Barnes, the the how he acts and the 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 sort of impact he has on culture and winning from both from a personality perspective and from a play perspective. All that stuff is true. Like this is not fake, right? Like he's not pretending to be this guy who cares about winning, but really only cares about his own stats. All that guy gives a shit about is winning and, you know, contributing to contributing to to winning, contributing to a good culture. He's that type of person. I've had multiple people tell me that. Um, so I think Fred and Nurse being out is really going to help him because he I has a too. guy, a coach. All he cares about is development and playing the team game. And that's all Scotty wants to do. I think we're going to have a huge huge Scotty Barnes season. I fully agree with your, I think that last year Scotty Barnes season was a little bit blown out of proportion and way out of proportion. I, I didn't watch realize, the games guys. I didn't realize how, how much it was until I literally just looked up his stats. This is his last year's stats. 15.3 points, 6.6 rebounds, 4.8 assists, 1.1 steals. He shot 28% from three and had a 46% field goal percentage. His, his stats from the year before Exactly the same amount of points, 15.3, 7.5 rebounds, so a little bit higher, 3.5 assists, so a little bit lower, exact same number of steals, 1.1, shot 30% from three and 50% at the rim, or uh, in totality, 50% field goal percentage. So, yes, when we watched the games, we didn't feel that he had the exact same impact last year as he did the year before, but it, it's being blown out of proportion. This isn't Evan Mobley. Way out of proportion. It's not Evan Mobley where you can't play. It's not Evan, no, Evan Mobley against the Knicks, guys. That's exactly, that like, exactly my he point. He legit could not be on the floor. All you Mobley yeah. truthers, he could not be on the floor. 
Yeah. Uh, Mitch, Mitchell Robinson ran him out of the building. <laughs> Mitchell, they, he made Mitchell Robinson look like Bill Russell, man. Yes, he okay. Did. So like, look, I like Evan Mobley. I Me too. And I feel, I hate that. I feel like I have to do this, but we look at one guy as if he's Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan. And we look at the other guys, if he's Boris Dia and it's just not, not the case, right? I love it. We're somewhere in the middle. All right. So the over under is 36 and a half. I'm going over, um, over, 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 over. you know, they won 41 games last year in a dis- in this disgusting year to me. The one you talked about stats. I got one for you, Ian, because this on. is before, before you do that, just on the over under. My only concern is if they they have no reason to tank because they owe that pick unless right. things start off poorly and then they get they got to drive this bus right into the ground. So is there an in-season Siakam trade? Because that that's really what's going to dictate this. Because for all the Siakam hate out there, this is a top 20 at minimum, top 20 NBA player, right? Top 25. For, for for those out there, I've had this argument with, with former colleagues. You know who you are. If they're going to trade that guy, this number will be affected by that. I agree, but Masai loves his guys, and he has been reluctant to trade him. So I'm going to bank on Masai not trading him, them getting out to a better start in an East that has not gotten marketably better at all, other than the top two teams. The one stat that I was going to share with you, and you noticed this watching games last year, the Raptors were the second worst team in a winning percentage in close games. You you just saw that. There were so many games where they're up 10 in the fourth quarter that they end up blowing and losing. They only won 32%. They had a 32% winning percentage in close games. That is disgusting. That's a little bit. Who had the ball in close games? It was Fred. There you go. He's not here anymore. And it should have been Pascal. Yes. All right. Uh, last question on the Raptors from me, Ian, what deems a successful season for you? For me, I think that a very successful season is a top six finish, but I think a more realistic finish is probably seventh or eighth. Where do you, where do you see a successful season for the Toronto Raptors? Six seed. Six seed. Yep. I think we're aligned there. All right. So last year, and I think the last two years, we've done all of our over-unders. We've normally brought in our friend, the pod god, Rob Shaw, to be on the podcast, do it with us. We do a home and home where we do the East and the West. This year, it's just you and I. We didn't want to go through all of the teams. So the exercise today, Ian, was we wanted to pick our three favorite over or unders from each conference. So three from the East, three from the West. Let's start with the East. We cannot include the Toronto Raptors. You can you can make an honorable mention if you believe that that is one of your your three favorite overs or unders. Here's my first one. My first one is the Orlando Magic. I'm going to go over 37 and a half for the Orlando Magic. Last year, the Orlando Magic got off to a 5 and 20 start to start the year. A lot of that was spent without Markel Fultz. I really like their roster. They were a 30, what were they last year? A 34-win team, I believe, last year. 34-win team last year. You're asking for a four-win improvement with a lineup that is much deeper than it was last year. The starting five is Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs, Franz, Paulo, Wendell Carter. But they've got a lot more depth this year. Cole Anthony off the bench. Gary Harris, Joe Ingles, Jonathan Isaac comes back. Fuck him, but he's coming back. Uh, Mo Wagner's in there. They got Anthony Black, their first first round pick. Not a big Jet Howard fan, but he's there as like a tenth man. I like this depth for the for the regular season. Can Franz make that step after the World Championships? Can Paulo make a step after the World Championships? Again, I think they're right there in that play in uh, that play in conversation. I think thirty eight wins 
is very, very doable for them. The Orlando Magic going over 37.5 is one of my favorite overs in the East. What are your thoughts on the on the Magic? Did you have them in, in yours by chance? I didn't, no. I, my, fa- my favorite in the East is Chicago, and that's an under. Thank um, you, I had that too. <laughs> yeah, like I, I just, you know, I, I think they're a team that's sort of been in the middle for too long. Um, I think, you know, I don't think we're breaking any news here, but I think there's a there's a DeMar DeRozan trade coming because I don't yep. see why they extend him at a big number. Um, I think the only thing that would throw you off of that is they sign Vooch, right? Why sign mm-hmm. Vooch if you're gonna if you're gonna rip it down? Um, I think they looked at that as doing right by their guy and maybe getting him at a decent value. Hey, if they believe that, um, then all the power to them. But you know, guys like you know, guys like Alex Caruso, um, you know, I, I think they're too in love with Pat Williams to do this, but Pat Williams, those are guys that can help contenders. I, I don't see how they help a team at this level. And look, like candidly, like you're not going anywhere with Kobe White as your starting point guard. Sorry. They you have know, your boy I, Javon Carter, though. Love Javon Carter. Should have been a Raptor. Um, I just don't think this team is very good. I think it's not. I, 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 I think they, you know, I, I, I think they're decently well coached, um, but I just don't see it. I think it's an under, and I think it's a slam dunk under. I think the team. I think the team honestly sucks. I'm with you. They were on my list as well, uh, th- under 37 and a half. And my no, my my thoughts were exactly that. It, it, can we be sure that DeRozan or Levine are on this team by the end of the year? You know, they own their the, first. The, the Levine own- thing is strange because, like, the Knicks could have traded for Levine in their sleep. And opted to go Josh Hart, DiVincenzo instead. And I, I, for what it's worth, I don't blame them. Yeah, um, I, I'm pretty sure if you know the if the Sixers wanted to trade James Harden, I, I'm pretty sure they could get Zach Levine to take his place pretty easily. Um, but it doesn't sound anyone's overly interested in that. So, no. uh, are they not interested in Zach Levine because he's injured? Are they or are they not interested in Zach Levine because they know what we know and that. He is a, you know, he's a gunner, but other than that, you know, he's like, you know, he's like, he's like penthouse Gary Trent, right? Yeah, that that midfield that, that's going to be vying for that sixth spot this year. You got the Nets, the Hawks, the Heat, the Raptors, the Bulls, the Pacers, the Magic. I think the Bulls are the worst team of all of those. And, you know, maybe the Nets, but I still think because of the, the Ben Simmons factor of this where he could just sewer this entire season i think they're the worst of that i got it under as well they own their own pick I've, i don't think that there's any reason for them to keep those players but you're 100 right what direction are you doing by re-signing vooch other than to try and save the fact that you traded just an absolute plethora of assets for him it doesn't make any sense to me um since i had the well, bulls you, you yeah, mentioned ahead. you mentioned the team i want to talk about next so my my next team is indiana i love indiana we've talked about this obviously off the podcast um i love indiana um, they got a you know Hall of Fame level coach. They have a genuine All NBA guy uh, in Halliburton, and I think if he plays the right amount of games, he's going to be on that level. Um, Canadian Benedict Matherin, hard not to like that guy. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you know I, I like what they've done on the wings. Um, you know between Bruce Brown, you know they still have Buddy Heald. Does he stay there? And if not, what do they get for him? Right, like if they I'm got them, hard. yeah. Right, I like Nemhard. I love T.J. McConnell. I think, I think if you're them, you're you, you cannot. Can I turn Buddy Heald into 
you know, maybe another, maybe another shooter, right? Something like, you know, to replace Heald. Because Heald, ironically, Heald's kind of exactly the type of guy they need, but he has but to come off the bench. Yeah, I need to stay. know, I need to know what Matherin's about. And the only way I do that is if if this if he's in that starting lineup. Um, I'm not the biggest Jarris Walker guy, personally. I think Arizona had a had a guy like this, Derek Williams, who was a kind of like six seven, six eight. You know, doesn't really have a position. Was like a thicker dude. You know, Jarris ate six eight two forty. You know, what position does that is that guy going to play? Right. Is he mm-hmm. now? I know we're in a positions positionless league, and you're talking to a Raptor fan. I get it, but you know he's probably going to be too bulky to to chase around wings. He's not going to have the shot blocking ability or size to really play a ton of center. So then it becomes like, okay, well then you have to shoot. So I'm unsure about that. It was the number eight pick. I'm unsure about Jarris, but everything else, like I love about this team. I love the Obi Top and trade. Me too. Um, how did I'm they only big, give up that? A couple seconds. Like, I, I that's don't know. crazy. I, I I really like this team. I, I think this is a I think this is a slam dunk over. What was the over that you had on the score site? Thirty eight and a half. Thirty eight and a half. Yeah. See, like again, I agree. I think they're forty. They're forty one and forty one at minimum. I I agree. I think that they're that good, and especially in the regular season. Now, is this team going to the second round of the playoffs? Probably not. Right. But I think that they are very much in that mix for that. Six seven spot for sure. Um, I'll go to my last one in the East here, Ian. I'm going to Charlotte. The over under is 30 and a half, <laughs> and I'm going under. I think this team, oh, is, it, this is we're disagreeing here. This is barely a fucking team. The, outside, they're starting five Lamelo, who's never proven he can affect winning at all, Terry Rozier, G- Gordon Hayward, who's always hurt, PJ Washington, who's fine, and I like Mark Williams. Have you seen their bench outside of Brandon Miller? It, it, it's unplayable. There aren't any players there. Someone has to lose in the East. So if you look at the East, last year, the, the Charlotte Hornets had 27 wins. Okay. Obviously, they were tanking for Wemby at the end, at the end there. The only team worse than them was the Pistons. So who's going to who's gonna take more losses than Charlotte this year? I think Detroit is going to be a lot better with Cade coming back. Obviously, the Wizards are going to be down in that basement. But I think the Wizards and Charlotte are gonna, and the Hornets are going to be in that basement. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Gordon Hayward is traded at some point. I know his, his uh, cap number is pretty high, but I think he can help a contender. I just don't see it. I don't see any scenario in which they go 30, go, get, go 31 and 51. I just, I just don't see it. I think they're to 20 me, win 20 something win team. To me this is a Miles Bridges question. Oh, I'm assuming he's not playing. Right, if he's if he's playing, if he's playing and you're welcoming all these healthy guys back and kind of adding Brandon Miller to the mix, it's hard not to like the over. The reason this one's difficult is because Miles Bridges sucks and has done some really horrible things and he shouldn't sure be has. playing, but sure if he's gonna, but if he's going to be playing Right. You, you, this is a, this okay. is a this that's, is a betting question. If he is going to be playing to me. This is an over. Right. I and mean, he was a borderline all star two years ago, I want to say. Um, so we just got to see. We Pat Frymuth is out 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 for uh, for Sunday, for those who care. Um, so, Charlotte, I kind of disagree. This to me is a stay away, though. There are a few teams to me that I, I'm just staying away from. Uh, OKC, I'm staying away from because I have no idea what direction they're going to go. Um, Los Angeles Clippers, you know, that one's probably a stay away. Um, 
New Orleans, that one's a stay away. That's definitely teams, a stay away. Yeah. Right. There's certain teams, Utah, right? They're too well coached. That, oh, we're gonna have a disagreement there. <laughs> there are certain there are certain teams that I'm just not I'm just not gonna touch. So um this is one of them. I'm not interested in 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 touching Charlotte, but if if I did, it's a Miles Burgess question. So who do you have as your third East team as, as your favorite bets? Well, you mentioned one of them. Um, you mentioned one of the teams, and, and I really don't want to talk about them, but you know, I, I have the under in Washington. I Bear. don't see Bear. I don't see any scenario where this team is winning games. Like Jordan Poole is already fighting with Danny Abja. Like it's gonna be a disaster. They have no reason to be good. Um they're horrific. And it's it's not getting better. Right. And like, you know, everyone sort of everyone sort of ripped them for the Beal trade. Beal is fine, right? Like they didn't have a choice. He, he had a no trade clause. But he's like one of the only players in NBA history who has one. I do like Tyus Jones. I like Corey Kispert. Like I like some of their guys. They have some good vets uh, between Muscala, Tash Gibson, Danilo Gallinari. You know, those are all guys I think they're going to be trading quite, mm-hmm. quite, quite frankly in, in February. Um, but Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole, probably Abja on the wing, Kuzma, and then pick a center. Like this team's going to be dog shit awful. So, so I, under I'm, 23 I'm and a half. This number could be 19 and I go under. <laughs> I think they're going to be, I, like I think, one. I think there are two teams that can genuine, that will genuinely vibe for the number one pick. There are two teams. Uh, I think you mentioned one um, in, in Charlotte, that's possible. But again, it's a Miles Bridges question. And the I think the two teams, it's Washington and Portland. Those yeah. are the two. Yeah. So then let's go to the Western Conference. Do you have any honorable mentions for the East or do you want to just move to the West? Honorable mentions to the East. I mean, how are you not going? How are you not going over on the Heat? Oh, I think I I, I thought that one was too obvious, and I thought you were going to have it. To be honest, I think that for, they're forty five and a half now. They jumped a win uh, following the Simmons pod. They're forty five and a half. I think I, I think that's kind of like un, I kind of like under on Brooklyn. I think Me they too. stink. Um, but none of those like. None of those are as, as clear cut to me as the really quick. What do you think about the Knicks 45 and a half? Because that to me is like you talk about stayaways. That is like I don't want anything. Knicks is a that. stay away. I, I think they could challenge for 50 wins. I I really Ooh, like the Knicks. Wow. I really like the Knicks. Wow. Like here's the thing with tips. So here's then it's the not a stay away for you. That's pr- that's a pretty confident over if you think they can challenge I, for 50 wins. I here's the thing with tips. Tibbs is like when it's not working, it's really not working. And he has to go, but when it clicks, it's 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 kind of special. Um, and I think what we're seeing is we're finally seeing a Tibbs team in New York, right? Jalen Brunson, Quentin Grimes, Divincenzo, Josh Hart, um, those are Miles McBride, Emmanuel. Cook, those are Tibbs guys. That is. That is a very Tibbs team. I love their depth. Um, I think you know they're they're at least two deep at each position, maybe even three, particularly at guard. Um, and I, you know they also have a trade to make. They got all those picks and they got the Fournier contract. I think the Knicks is a slam dunk over. And that, by the way, for all those that care, when Nick Nurse and the Philadelphia 76ers dive nosedive into the ground this is the mb team the Knicks, yeah isn't their gm is, one of his guys this is the mb team 
So yeah. to me, I think the Knicks uh, now that won't be in season, but Knicks I think could win fifty games. So then, are you? Would you? All right. So then, you you see, you said slam dunk over. That was literally slam a, dunk. A, so then, would you add them to your top three, or do you have them fourth? Well, between Chicago, Indiana, and Washington, I feel pretty confident about those. But I'd have, I'd have I'd have the Knicks next. Awesome. All right, let's get to the West. Western Conference top three favorite overs or unders. I'll go first. You already mentioned the team. I have under Utah Jazz thirty six and a half. That to me is not a stay away. Someone has to lose in the West. The West just got a lot better. The Warriors are going to be better this year. The Lakers are definitely going to be better this year. And even the teams that at the top, like you know your Grizzlies, your Clippers, your 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 Pelicans, that are all kind of question marks, are still better than this team. They are very very well coached. You have no idea which way Danny Ainge is going with this. He could sell off all of his players, but if you look at their lineup, Markinen was uh, was he did he make All NBA or was he borderline All NBA? I can't remember if he made it. I don't think it. he made it, but he he goddamn he was have. damn close. We like Walker Kessler, Taylor Horton Tucker, fine Clarkson, fine Collins. I don't love the fit there with Walker Kessler. You're basically playing him beside Clint Capella all over again. It's a talent it, play. It's a talent play. It, sure. Let's just, just get as much thing. talent. Let's get as much talent in the building as possible. I don't know who's going to be on this team in 12 months. So to me, someone has to lose in the West. You look at the teams that they've had 37 wins last year. You're asking them to do that again after they tore out to what it was a 10 and two start. So, you know, the Blazers are going to be worse. The Rockets are going to be better than their 22 wins last year. The Spurs are going to be better than their 22 wins last year. I just, I don't mm. see them. I don't see mm. them repeat. Come on. You don't think Wemby's good for at least a couple of wins? I don't think Wemby's going to play 82. I don't think he will either. But 22 wins? you that That's Wizards territory. I, I'm showing Spurs at 29 and a half for what it's worth. Again, I, I, I'm not saying I would take the over-under on the Spurs. I'm saying they won 22 games last year is what I'm saying. They're going to be better than, than they were last year. So to me, someone has to lose in the West. It's going to be a lot harder in there. I just I think it's a slam dunk under for the Jazz. Again, I'm not saying that they're going to be 22 and, and, and 60, but I am saying that they're not getting to 37 wins. So I got the Jazz as an under. Who do you have? So we already talked, we already talked about this, this team. Um, so <clears throat> I'll, I'll save Portland for, for later. Shouts out to all my Portland people. Sorry, guys. Your team is dog shit, but they're also trying to be dog shit. So that's okay. There are two teams, and these are probably my two, two ones that, that, that I care to talk about the most. And the first is the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, there are 46 and a half I'm showing. That's two wins more than last year. Sorry, fellas. I don't see it. You know, like, you know, one of those two guys is getting hurt. I think the only way that you can take the over is if you're confident that they're going to trade for Harden. And, you know, it's not even because trading for Harden is going to move their needle all that much. But the one thing about James is that he plays. Um, So him and Westbrook, they play. So, you know, I think from, from that perspective, you may get a few more wins that way. Um, You know, we used to sort of, we used to sort of, laud this team for for its depth and um and, and everything else and you know i like I, I really like kenny martin jr i love that trade but you know batum is cooked um bones highland is not an nba rotation player not one you can trust anyway marcus morris is cooked covington is cooked you know zubats has never been good quite frankly Plumlee should be the starter i i i i look at this team I look at this team and it makes me sad. Anyone and their grandmother 
coming off that 2019 Raptors championship would have done the Kawhi Paul George tandem. They just would have. Yes. And the, the reason we all know that is because everyone was picking them to win the championship the minute it happened. Correct. Everything that could go wrong has gone wrong since then. And I think part of that problem is just those guys are shout out Alec McKechnie, Alex McKechnie for, for keeping Kawhi healthy during the Raptors run. But I also think that, you know, they gave those guys too much power. And they just sit out games. And and when you sit out games, that affects your over-under. And 46 sure and a half is just too rich for me. I'm out. I'm out. And remember, their depth is taking a real hit. If they trade for Harden, you're talking about, you know, a Powell, Covington, Batum sort of package. And, like, look, like, those guys aren't – they're – you know, they're, not I love world, they're not world so beaters, but they, they no, they but play. like they, they, they play. play. Yes, they, they play. play. Yes. So, um, you know, so all of a sudden you're getting to Amir coffee and, you know, and, and, you know, Musa Diabate a little quicker than you would want. So long story short, Clippers to me, that is egregious. That number. I would also take the under, I think Rosillo said it um, perfectly on the Simmons podcast where it was, if I'm going to bet on something, I'm not going to lose because I took the over and I believed in this team again. I would take the under. I agree with you on that under. I'm going to flip you to another under that I think, you know what? No, I'm going to go to my favorite over in, in the West. My favorite over is the Denver Nuggets at 52 and a half. Like, oh, I'm glad you didn't take my team. I'm sorry. It's to the champions. They have the best player in the NBA. Murray's back and healthy. Um, they won 52 games last year, and that was when they had, or they won 53 games last year. My apologies. Uh, and that was when they had that kind of lull three quarters of the way through the season that lost Jokic the MVP, where they kind of went like 500 for like a month and a half. And I don't think that Jokic has this mentality in him. And this is not a knock where it's like Joel Embiid won the MVP last year. So I'm going to go out and absolutely terrorize everyone. I just think he goes out there, plays basketball to the best of his ability, goes home, and that's it. I think that's just Jokic. But Jokic playing to the best of his ability is still the best in the league. And, you know, you, you, you've had this mentality for a long time, which I agree with. There are certain players in the league that just provide you a floor for how many wins that you're going to have if they stay healthy, right? Whatever. I think you said it with Luka Doncic before. I, th- I know you've said it with Jokic before on our over-unders that if you have Nikola Jokic on your team, you, you, it's, it's 48 wins, 48, 50 wins. It just is. Well, I mean, Jokic proved that when he won the MVP, right? Yeah, he was playing with put literally with us. garbage. Yes, yes, with us. And, and he, I think he had 48 wins that year. So mm-hmm. I, to me... This is the safest over, even with even though the West at the top got a lot better. You know, the Lakers got a See? lot better. The Warriors are going to be better this year. The Timberwolves will be better this year. So that that it, I, I don't know about the Kings. I, I love the 52 and a half over. I, I, I think that's a lock. See, these 50. The problem is, is that these high 50s. These the, these mid 50s sort of over unders. It's a lot of wins. Yeah, and, is. you know. I I generally try and stay away from those just because it's easier to sort of it's easier to sort of predict disaster than it would be to predict that's greatness, fair right that's fair um, but yeah I mean Jokic and Murray epic so I got no problem with that I, I'd probably stay away from it I, I think the only like there's a reason we didn't guys there's a reason we didn't talk Milwaukee and Boston just because 54 and 55 like that's those are big numbers right I, I think Boston's the best team. I think they could win 60, quite frankly. But, and you're assimilating new players. That takes some time. You got to figure Difficult. that out. And, and yeah. you're always, look, and, and more more now than ever, no one gives a shit about the regular season. They just want to be healthy 
they want to be, you know, look at the Lakers last year, right? Went to the Western Conference Finals as a play-in team. Uh, look at Miami last year. Went to the West went went to the damn finals as a playing team. Sure did. So I think we I think these high numbers are, are just stay away from me. Um, all right, next one for me, Minnesota Timberwolves. This is a no doubt home run. Pick whatever sports metaphor you want to use. They are an over. Wow. Oh yeah, they are an over. They're an over. When Andy was the last time making, that's been said for the by the Andy, Minnesota? Yeah, we're just making an All NBA team. You know, Cat barely played last year. Um, you know, I, I I think you know you can't understate the Mike Conley piece to this, and and how you know getting a whole you know getting D'Angelo Russell out and replacing him with someone who you know tries to make people better and overall just tries to do the right things is just is big. Um, I don't know about you, but Nikhil Alexander-Walker looked great for Canada. Awesome. Um, I think that dude's going to play and play a lot. You know, it, kind of under the radar. I like, you know, they, they got Leonard Miller in the draft. I kind of like that. Went and got Shake Milton. I kind of like that. Um, Troy Brown, you know, was really solid with the Lakers for stretches. Um, so I, I like this team. And yeah, like, look, the the Towns go bear thing, fair. Okay. Um and I, well, you know, yeah, I think it's a that's, little, that's the elephant fair. in the room for it's, the for, for yeah, this. but but I think in the regular season, right? Provided Towns just didn't play, I'm not a Towns guy, but that's an All NBA level center who just did not play last year. So you're you're going to get the leap from Edwards. I really really like Jaden McDaniel's. I think they're going to rack up regular season wins. I think they will. I think this is a team. You talk about teams that could win 47, 48, 49, 50. I like the T Wolves to do it. Yeah, to me, to me, it's a stay away just because it's Minnesota and and that Gobert Towns thing. If I, I what are you showing? Forty four and a half. Uh, Forty four and a half. Yeah, yeah. Again, you, so you're not asking him to go crazy. No, I'm not. I'm not. And be slightly better than five hundred. That's what you're asking him to do. Forty five wins. I think again, if I were to lean one way, I would probably lean the over. But I, to me, I I can't they, I can't take the over. They won forty two games goals. last year without their All NBA center. So they're all they're adding their All NBA center. They, to play they're getting a full year of Mike Conley, <laughs> right? They, you know, you're getting you, you're getting improvements internally. You've added some interesting pieces around the fringes. That's not worth two more wins, three more wins. Come on, I, See, he's again, an All NBA center. Give me a break. But he's gonna be playing power forward, and I don't give a shit what position he plays. He the, <laughs> the guy shoots the guy shoots forty percent from three. I Even know. if you go stand there and bomb away, it's gonna make life for Edwards go bare. Uh, for their guards can make life so much easier. Like, yes, the fit is imperfect, but he's such a good shooter. I don't care. So over. again, I, I, no problem with that pick. I would also lean over, but I'm I'm passing on that. For my third one, I really battled between two, and my head is saying, I'll be honest, my head is saying take the Lakers over 47 and a half wins, but I just think it's way more fun to follow your heart. So I'm taking the under 44 and a half for the Dallas Mavericks. There's no, no, you know, special comments here. No fancy stats. Kyrie Irving plays on this basketball team. For how much, how long, how well, what, what drama are we in for this year? How, how, how many, and again, I I know that we're going to get to a little segment uh, after this about uh, the, you know, kind of the anti league pass uh, team uh, part that we're going to talk about. Like watching Luca fucking chirp refs all game is so disgusting. It's just it's it's unwatchable. In that World Cup, it was. I was like, I'm watching one of the best players in the world, and it, it, like, is this what Kyle Lowry looked like for forever? No, no, he's I, a baby. And 
they're relying. And by the really, way, we're at the point with him. We need to stop giving him a pass. I, I, hundred percent. I think we were there last year. He, he yeah, got kicked time. out of a World Cup game with a chance to go to the Olympics. Like, uh, anyways, um, to me, it's time. It's an under. They're relying too heavily on rookies. Grant Williams is going to be their savior. I like the Seth Curry edition to me under 44 and a half for the Mavericks. But again, I do love the Lakers over 47 and a half, but I'm going to follow my heart here, not my head. I thought by the end of the year, the Lakers were second or third best team in the West. I think the only concern, they're a slam dunk over. The only concern is injuries. Like if Davis and LeBron go down, right? Like that gets dicey. Um, But, you know, Lakers... If you're if you're handing out championships for the offseason, um, you can't go much further. I, I you know, I think we've talked about this before, and if we have, I apologize. But the Rob Polinka redemption story is incredible. This guy's bags were packed. LeBron was trying to get rid of him. <laughs> the fans were trying to get rid of him. Um, but Jeannie Buss and Cole, they held on. And the guy has really turned it around. That is a really, really solid team. Um, they have assets to play with guys on good contracts. Um, Bob, My- put it this way. Bob Myers is a free agent. Bob Myers, you know, the guy, the architect of the Warriors yeah, yeah. dynasty. Yep. And yes, it's yep. a dynasty. Um, Wait, people are not even that that's not a dynasty. They're not even calling him. That's how much they believe in what Rob Polinka is building. That's a He's huge, huge, huge deal. Um, I, I would agree. I, I think it's a, I think it's an over. The only reason to stay away is because of injuries. Agreed. Um, talk about a stay away. Phoenix up fifty one and a half for the same for the same reasons. Oh, I I, um, I lean way under there. <laughs> my last one is really simple, and it's Portland. Um, twenty eight and a okay. half. Yep, that's an under. They might have the worst defensive backcourt in all of the NBA between Scoot Henderson and Anthony Anthony Simons. I'm sorry, they're not stopping anything. They're not stopping Nothing. a runny nose. Um. You know, I think, you know, they're going to trade their Brogdon's going to be a trade chip guy. Thibel's going to be a trade chip guy. Rob Williams is definitely getting traded. Um, I think Simons is on the block, too, because of Shaden. I, I also think that I love them as the player. Epic player. I think Chauncey Billups is a shitty coach. Mm-hmm. And, like, loved, loved, loved him as a player. I, I, the transition isn't always easy. And, no. and quite frankly, there's been, I think Wendy reported that, you know, and I don't even think it's sort of hidden news, but I think a while ago, Cleveland offered him like the president of basketball ops job and he should have taken that. Oh my God. Yeah. Jeez. All right. Well, that's uh, our favorite over-unders for the East and the West. Quick recap on my side. I had the over 37 and a half for the Orlando Magic, the under 30 and a half for the Charlotte Hornets, the over 37 and a half for the Chicago Bulls in the East. In the West, I had over the- you said for the Bulls. Oh, sorry, under. Thank you for thank you for that. Under 37 and a half. Way under for the Bulls. Thank say, you for that. Not even Bulls fans are, are no. that crazy. Uh, Shout out to Robbie Georgevich. <laughs> uh, in the West, we have, I have the Jets, the Jazz under 36 and a half, the Denver Nuggets over 52 and a half, and the Dallas Mavericks under 44 and a half. Ian, quick recap of your favorite over-unders. Yeah, so in the East, I also liked Chicago under. Um, liked Washington under, I believe, at 24 and a half. And Indiana, I love the over. I think that's a really good team. Uh, in the West, Clips under 46 and a half. Wolves over 44 and a half. And then the Blazers under. That could be any number you want. Pick one, and it's under. Let's get to our little segment here that we wanted to talk about. Ian, Zach Lowe every year, and it spawned back at Grantland, does his NBA League Pass rankings going from last to first. Oh, it's a great read. He's the man. Amazing, amazing. 
you wanted to quickly talk about your five teams. Explain it to listeners how you were explaining it to me. So I think, you know, Zach Lowe's Leaf Pucks rankings are amazing, um, but they're also in the positive light. Zach is a positive guy. I'm happy for him. Uh, um, I'm feeling grimy today, so let's go the opposite way. What teams that, you know, it's it's Saturday night, kids are asleep. Um, you know, maybe maybe the maybe the wife's out of town on business and you're like, I want to watch hoops. So, you know, you you, you pour yourself a, a cocktail of your choice and you're scrolling through NBA League Pass and you decide, okay, what am I going to watch? Who are the five teams that no matter what, no matter what the, what the circumstances are, you are not stopping to watch them? Who are those five teams? And I think we need to get grimy and sort of look at this in a negative light. And Who are we not interested in seeing? I will go first if you want. Let's go. I will not stop and watch a Charlotte Hornets game. I'm sorry. I just won't. I, I actually really like their colorways. Like that. Oh, teal, the jerseys are the sick. The teal yeah. pops really, really well. The team is fucking terrible. The team is terrible. Okay. I don't want to watch them at all. The only thing I might even tune in for is, is to see if Brandon Miller's he lives up to the hype. I'm not even super interested in Miller. Yeah, me either. I'm way more I, I'd interested. I'd way rather watch Wemby and Scoot than watch him. I'm I'm more interested in the Thompson twins. Me too. I like those guys. Yeah. So so to me, I don't care. It, it could be uh, they could be playing against the Denver Nuggets, and I'm not watching. I'm I'm passing. All right, I'm gonna go next. Uh, you know, I think the team like, you know, Washington is obviously one that comes to mind. Like, you know, you're never gonna stop and watch that. Um, Chicago, obviously. Um, this one's going to be, be, be a bit of a surprise because I like I like some of their pieces, um, but I'm just not at all interested in watching the Houston Rockets at all. Um, I, I had them on my list too. I love Javari Smith. Um, I want to see, thank God they got rid of Kevin Porter. I, I, I'd like, you know, I, I am mildly intrigued on what's going to happen with Jalen Green. So I think this is a make or break for him. It is. Yeah. Um, but and I'm they got Freddie and Ime on the sidelines. I can't stand their coach. Um, I can't stand. I can't stand the fan base. I don't like their colors or their jerseys. I think the team is junk, and Houston is definitely up there for me on the on the no chance I'm watching list. This one might surprise you. I'm going to go the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, they were on my list too. Perfect. I'm not interested. I don't care. I hate this. No. Your turn, my turn. Shit. I'm not uh, watching you. No, no, no. I'm not watching. I'm not and By the way, sports hate. I, I think Trey is a decent fair. enough guy. No, no, we, we don't know these people personally. We're, we're, we're yeah. talking sports hate. The Atlanta Hawks, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, you talked about the easy ones, like the like the Wizards or the Bulls. Like, those are the easy ones that you just don't want to watch. Um, but I, I got the Hawks. I, I'm i sorry. I don't want to watch you. Sorry. On to the next. I, I have two here. It's tricky to go through. I, I'm going to go Memphis. Um, okay. I'm sorry. Like, you've burned my goodwill. You have. You've burned my goodwill. And that's not because Ja and the and the gun thing and like, you know, that is what it is. But you just burned my goodwill. You were supposed to be better. They were someone we trusted. And they were like, they were, we treated them like they were OKC, right? Coming up with Durant and Ibaka and, and Westbrook. And, you know, we loved that team, right? Or Golden State, young team coming up. Like we we love those teams because they were real and and Memphis is real, but I just can't stand all of their bullshit. So uh, you know between you know talking you know now Brooks is gone and they, they like to think that it was all Brooks's fault, but 
you know, they, 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 they like to talk all their talk, but never backed it up. And I'm it's not interested. So I'm going to say Memphis. So we got one more each. And I know you have, you have an honorable mention that you want to, you want to have. I can't lie to you. I did consider putting the Knicks in here. Oh, I love watching the Knicks. I, I get love, Mike I, Breen. No, hold on. Mike Breen, hold, no, 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 no. You're, you're, no you're, you're Zach Lowing this too much. You're Zach Lowing this too much. Don't think of best stadium in sports, best announcing crew in the business. I just don't love them stylistically. I don't like watching them play basketball stylistically. And honestly, after watching every minute of the World Cup, if I never watch RJ Barrett play another uh, another game of basketball, I'm fine. But I'm not going to put them in because because of what you mentioned, all the all the ancillary things uh, around the around the edges that actually make watching the Knicks great. And plus oh, the, the the Raptors Knicks rivalry, especially after this lawsuit, is going to be great. So I'll I'll go chalk. I'll go the Utah Jazz. I don't care if I watch them this year. I don't. I hate their colors. I I, I don't like. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I just don't think that they're very talented. I, I know a lot of people love Jordan Clarkson. I can't stand his game. You know, I, although if he was a Raptor, I'm sure I'd love him for his heat scoring. I'm just not going to watch the jazz. Sorry. I'm passing. Uh, my last one's Dallas. I had them too. You talk, you talk about wearing out the goodwill. Kyrie is, is worn out. I'm worn out from that. I'm tired. You know, like stylistically, he's a brilliant basketball player. Um, I just... I just, I don't want to. And and quite frankly, I don't like Lucas Hardenball. I can't stand it. Um, Is bitching to the refs? I just can't. I can't do it. All right. I had them too. I, watching that can't World do Cup it. just killed me. But I, I do want to, ch- I will want to check into Luca when he's on. I do appreciate. And he's I special. Wanna, and I want to see what those, what those rookies look like. Luca is a special, special player. Yes. And, Look, and if we, by the way, if we want to talk about who we're most excited to watch, it pains me to say, but I think Boston is going to be special. I think that's a team that's going to win 65 games. Oh, I agree. They're going to be awesome. All right, let's get to the, uh, let's get to the awards, Ian. So I asked you to give your pick. We'll fly through these quickly for the MVP, the rookie of the year and defensive player of the year, but I want your pick and then I want your best value. So for the MVP, the favorite is Nikola Jokic at plus four twenty-five. You got Luca at five to one, Giannis at five fifty, Tatum seven fifty, Joel Embiid seven fifty, Durant twelve to one, so on and so on. Who is your pick for MVP this year? My pick is Giannis. Me too. We're aligned. And I think, <laughs> and if you want to talk best value, it might also be Giannis at plus five hundred. I mean, I think the guy, he's. He could have been the MVP each of the last three seasons, and I wouldn't have blinked. Um, but yeah, my my pick is Giannis. If you're talking like kind of down there guys um, that that you know could 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 make waves, I like Booker at plus fifteen hundred. That's really that's really all I like. Like I maybe if you want to if you want to sprinkle if you want to sprinkle like is this year Anthony Davis does it at plus four thousand. Yeah. So mine, you know, mine was my two best. Uh, so I also have Giannis at plus five fifty. I think he's going to win. I think the spacing that's going to be opened up by the Dame Lillard trade is going to really, really help him. How that translates to the playoffs, we don't know because Lillard will be targeted in the playoffs. But I think in the regular season they're going to be very special as well. And he's and, and people be are over the Giannis fatigue now, right? Like hundred percent the back to back MVPs. It's like what you know we're over that. And I think if if they go out win fifty five games. Um, I think they got to be talked about. I think Tatum is going to also be in the conversation. I, I just don't think Tatum's at that level. I have for my best value. I have SGA at eighteen to one. 
if they can exceed expectations, push 48, 49, maybe even 50 wins, which I think is lofty to, to even think about. And he's the driving force. He's already a, a first team all NBA guy. I think that I think that he could win MVP at 18 to one. And I also like Davis at 31. Who do you have for your rookie of the year? We got Victor Wembanyama is the overwhelming favorite. Yeah, can minus we, yeah, he's minus 110. Can we just not include Wemby? Because like, that's very, okay. he's also my pick. <laughs> um, if it's not him, I like, uh, I like Chet. Okay. I know so- he's, he's next, but plus 250, he's going to play a ton. They need him. And if OKC is going to make the leap, you talked about SGA. I don't think it's SGA related. He's made his leap. They need a big guy who affects shots at the rim and gives them identity. And that's Chet. So I like Chet. Now, I guess the question is, can he score enough? This typically goes to scores. It does. Um, Shout out Michael Michael Carter Williams. Yeah, I, I, I like I like Chet here. Traditionally, this is a stats based award, right? And, you know, sure. there's always there's always that that argument about the Carmelo versus LeBron, where Carmelo took his team to the playoffs, LeBron didn't, but LeBron's stats were a little bit better, and he's obviously LeBron James. I have Wemby to win, but to your point, my I think the best value is Scoot at plus three twenty five. He's going to have the ball a ton. He's going to put up those stats. I those also, numbers have changed recently. It's plus two seventy five now. Even still, plus money with Scoot, I like. And and I did circle, I did pull this two days ago. So you're right, it could have changed. When I pulled this two days ago, I did circle Brandon Miller at plus plus 2200. But I I like Scoot as my best value. How about Defensive Player of the Year? We got... Well, by the way, best value for me, I think, is Keontae George, Utah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I should have mentioned him. Good call. All right, so we got the... For the Defensive Player of the Year, the favorite is is Triple J. We got Evan Mobley at plus 600. JJJ is plus 500. Giannis at at plus 800. Anthony Davis plus 900. Bam at 11 to 1. And down the list we go. Wemby is creeping in there at 13 to 1. Ian, who's your pick for Defensive Player of the Year? And who's the best value? I I really don't care. Um, Thanks, man. I put a lot of time and effort into this. No, like I care about about you and I care about the podcast. This is just not something I overly care about. Honestly, the, the the best value here, and I don't even see his number, is Giannis. I think plus, Giannis could plus eight hundred. Yeah, I think that's where my money would go. Like the fact that we're pretending that Jaron Jackson and Evan Mobley are in the class of Giannis and Bam is outright ridiculous. If you're if you're talking about you know the three most impactful players, defensive players in the league, it's Giannis, Bam, AD, and you know that's sort of the trio. So I, I'm good with all any three of those guys. I have Bam as my pick. He was trending to be the, the defense player of the year. He just didn't play enough games. Didn't last play. Year. I, think, I think he played like 51 or 52 games. So I have Bam. I did like the value of OG at 25 to 1. Problem is, what's the problem with OG? And Drew's 15 to 1. OG never plays. Never plays. Never plays. All right. So Ian and I are aligned on the MVP, the rookie of the year. And Ian has Giannis as a defensive player of the year. So winning the MVP and the defensive player of the year, which would be great. I have Bam. So we've only got about five minutes here, Ian. We really wanted to dive into some early Leaf thoughts. I do think that we save the broader conversation around the Leafs for next week's pod. Let's let this digest. Um, spoiler alert. They're, they're, they're junk. Every, they are atrocious. Every problem that that we talked about it over text throughout the summer is coming to fruition. 
Their bottom six forwards have no identity. They, you can't play them. They're terrible. They still don't know who the hell to play with, with Tavares and, and Nylander. Marner has looked lethargic. They Their defense is atrocious. Their goaltending has been terrible, although Sammy was better last night, and I think Wool actually played pretty well. They are Charmin soft. Awful. And I, I get the blender early in the season. Sheldon keeps changing the lines a thousand times. How are you supposed to even know what you have until you actually let it breathe a little bit? The, the Nylander thing, they didn't let it breathe at all. Played two games. I heard a report from Chris Johnston um, this week that he felt that it was, uh, sorry, it was Jonas Siegel said that he felt that it was Nylander who went to Keith and said, I'm done with this center thing. I'm out. So I think we save a, a larger Leafs conversation for next week. Yeah, th- Ian just thumbs up me to the, to the yeah, screen. Anytime, yeah, it's anytime, really depressing. Anytime, the, anytime you're, you're a guy who wants like a bajillion dollars in a contract extension goes to the coach and tells them he doesn't want to play the position that, he's, that he is asking him to play is always a great sign that you should pay that guy. It's amazing. I can't remember if it's Chris Johnson and Jonas Siegel disagreed. One of them felt it was the coach. One of them felt it was the player. Johnston he, felt it was the player. Siegel felt it was the coach. So who knows the fact, what the hell is going on over there? The, the fact remains the the guy they hired is unsuited for the position. And we're seeing that already. I, I think I think it's pretty safe to say that so far, Max Domi has been one of the worst players in the league, He's in the entirety terrible. of the National Hockey League. Terrible. Um, and And look, I want it to be better for him. Okay, like me too. You know, like he's coming home. His dad played here. Like I really want it to work. I really do. Like I'm not. I, I'm not trying to shit on Max for the sake of it. Um, I just don't think. I think the problem is when you bring in a guy like Tree Living is you're you're bringing in. It, it, it's it, you're you're bringing in a guy who's from the old world, and I just don't know that that's going to work. I don't either. I don't either. I, I you know what? I'm actually happy that we don't have enough time to talk about it because. I'm, I was going to be screaming a lot. I am furious They're because literally everything that I was concerned about, check, 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 check. It's all coming to fruition. Yeah, and if, you, if you're talking about worst starters in the league, um, I, I think Samsonov is in your, in your top five. The same movie no, the, no, 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 no. It's, it's not that bad. He's, he's definitely in like the bottom half, but he's not, he's not like a bottom five goalie. Let's revisit this in a few weeks. He's Why don't bad. we can we can talk about it next week? He hasn't been good. He's, He's better yesterday. All right, um, I want I actually want to end here if you don't mind, Ian. I want yep. to end and give you final word after I mention that Christine Sinclair has announced that she is retiring at the end of the season. She is one of the greatest athletes that I've ever seen in my entire life, male or female, and she has scored more international goals in the sport of soccer or football, whatever you would like to call it, than any person in history. Christine Sinclair, thank you from Sean from the From the Stands podcast. Ian, I give you final words before we sign out. I don't know where I don't know where this can go, but there needs to be a statue of her somewhere, wherever that is. I don't know if that's pick a building, um, pick an arena that that you know she can go outside. I guess I guess her club team is the Portland Thorns. Um, but I, just focusing on Canada, she has revolutionized this sport for women everywhere. Absolutely. And there are, are girls and women that grew up watching her, that play soccer because of her. And it's not just one of those things, well, oh, we love her because she's Canadian. She was literally at the top of her field. And special, 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 special athlete um, who did a lot for this country. So, you know, soccer people out there, um, Tell us, where should this statue go? Because there should be one.